0: and Shrit in Yonim, which are found in, pa- in Shlishi. And that is in Shlishi, where Yosef uh, meets up with his brothers, etc., and they want to do different things to him, and injure him, and harm him, etc. We go on, and it says in the Torah as follows. We're in Vayeshev, and we're reading on from page 204. Okay, then it says as follows. They take uh, on page 206 by Yekhoassones Yoseph they take Yoseph's tunic as they translate okay by Yishhatu serizim they slaughter a male uh, goat by yitbelu esaqutnes badom and they dip the tunic in blood by shalchoassones apasse they send pasik the uh, lamet base that's the third post on the first two oh six. They send the tunic which was made especially for sewn up for by Yaakov, for they brought it to his father, to their father. They say to the father, this is what we found, do you recognize? Is this your, the tunic, your son's tunic? By Akira, and he recognizes it. and he says, this is my son's tunic. A wild beast uh, devoured him, Yeah, got him. Yosef was torn apart by the wild beast. Then it says, Yaakov made the Kriya, by Yasm Sakhbem Masnov, by Isabel Al Rabim, and he mourned for his son many days, and etc., etc. Okay, we'll deal with the specifics as we go on. Now, there are many details as we read, and there are additional details as we will see, which are mentioned in the Chumash, and also in the beginning of the Parasha. many details where the turret details, Yosef, describes Yosef, what he's done, what he is, how he looks, how, what age he was, etc. and what exactly his, uh, what he's involved in, and how he travels on to meet up his brother. We have the dreams, the dreams, etc. and the, what, they, what the dreams represent. And then the, he goes on, he's advised to go to meet his brothers, and that's where the whole thing ha- happens. And eventually it evolved, what evolves from it is that he's sold to the Egyptians, etc. And then the whole Golos Mitzrayim eventuates from there. Okay. Now, it says in the Torah, what do they do? They take a male goat and they slaughter it and they dip the tunic in the in the in the blood. Rashi, take a look at the Rashi, an important Rashi. The Rashi says in two hundred six, Posuk. Si'irizim. Why are they taking Which posic? Si'irizim. Posuk Lamad aleph. Si'irizim. Says Rashi, izim domoi The blood of a male goat is resembles the blood of a human being, of a person. Okay, now the source for this Rashi. No, you remember? You remember? Now you remember? You remember? Oh boy! Amen. Talking about the human blood, isn't it? Okay, let's go slowly. No, who it well? Yeah. Let's see. No, Zev, Zev, Safran. That's Ziv. correct. And who else? You remember the surgeon was here then? That's right. That Charles. Child Child Charles, also, yeah. Couldn't cope with it? No. Couldn't figure it out? Okay. <laughs> Good. Her, Her, Hertensteund. Her Good. So, now the source for this Rashi is in Targum Yoenison Ben Uziel, the Targum so, and the Rabba says so. That the reason why they use a C-E reason, by the way, uh, the Rabbi Yosef P'chersher, one of the Rishonim, uh, Talmud of Rabenu Tam, if I recall correctly, so in his commentary on Chumash, he says, uh, some say the reason they slaughtered the male sheep is in order to, so to speak, to mislead uh, Yaakov, as if so it should seem to Yaakov that their son was, was murdered. Uh, excuse me. Uh, and then he says, but it may also be that they just happen to have that. In other words, they could have slaughtered anything else. That's what he says according to the Pshat. So the Pshat doesn't demand to say that they Dafke, there was some kind of thing, you know, or there was a calculation there. It was cal- calculated. They did so, in other the calculation was to, it just looked like he was murdered. But why Dafke, the sheep, the, the goat, was for, for no reason, because that's all they had, okay? But uh, Yeshayim Riman, that's the first uh, definition he says, which is the Rashis, and, and brought from the, <laughs> from the Medrash and the Targum Yunison. Now, the problem with this is as follows. In the Chizkuni, the earlier Rishonim, the Chizkuni, and thereafter quoted in the Pirush of the Rivah al one of the Rishonim, in the name of the Chizkuni, and thereafter also in the Moshe of Skenim, one of the Rishonim, etc. So, and then thereafter also in other commentaries, they, they, they wonder what's they, they query on this Rashi. Rashi says that the, the, the blood of a human being resembles the blood, the, the blood of the goat resembles the blood of the human being. And they bring a, introduce for us a Gemara in, this is also brought, by the way, in uh, uh, also in uh, the Sifzich HaChomim in the name of the Divrei Dovid, in the name of the Taz, on his commentary on Rashi. So everybody has a Sifzich HaChomim, so it's accessible to all. You can find it. Uh, so the Gemara says in the Git in Daph Nunzai that there was the, the top Babylonian, uh, uh, um, he, used, he executed people. Millions of people he executed. His name was Nevuzaradn. Nevuzaradn executed, it was Geferalah, millions of people. He shed blood, killed people says the Gemara that uh, one of the Amaroim meet this elderly person in Yerushalayim. And he says, you know, at this point, at this stage where I am mm-hmm. in this valley, millions of people were, were murdered by Nebuchadnezzar. And he says in general in Jerusalem, close to another million people were murdered. And uh, the Gemara says that uh, there was a valley, a stream of all the blood, which streamed to the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash and met up with the blood of Zicharia Hanovi. Zicharia Hanovi, two hundred and fifty years before Nevuzaradan was murdered by the the Sore Yehuda base because Yoyosh, etc. Whatever he was, he, he rebuked the Jews then, and he was a kohen gadol, and he was a prophet, and he mm-hmm. was murdered in the courtyard of the Azorah, of the Beit Amigdosh. His blood. the the, the Medrash says that they attempted to cover the blood up and there was no way, nothing was... It just remained that way because HaKadosh Baruch wanted his blood to be avenged. So it always remained open. The blood was always noticeable. Not just noticeable, it always was steaming. So to see, it bubbled. It was sizzling. It was bubbling. The blood never rested. This is 250 years before seems this sees this stream of blood meeting up with the blood in the, in the courtyard of the Besamikdosh, and he asks the, 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 the Koyanim, what is this blood bubbling on the floor? So they say to him, it's blood from the sacrifices, because there are carbonates in the Besamikdosh. So the sacrifices, that's the blood which was left, so to speak, on the uh, remains, and that's the remains of the sacrifices. Uh, he didn't go for it. And he, what does he do? He brings, listen, don't forget it was Zchariah's blood, right? It was human blood. So he brings sacrifice. He brings animals, right? Like sheep and goat. And he murders them. He kills them there. And he matches up the blood with the blood lying sizzling. And it doesn't match up. It says, Right? They didn't, res- that's the, the, the terminology used in the Gemara, the text reads, Loi idme, it didn't, now tr- literally it seems to be uh, uh, translated that it didn't match. They didn't resemble each other. Atka. Now there's a sequence of the story there, so therefore he goes on to do all the wicked things, etc., until he, so to speak, appeases Hashem and the blood, and it settles, and to the end, the end of the story is that he actually repents, and he converts, etc., whole story. That's the story in Gitindaf Nun's Zionomic base, whoever is interested in seeing that Gemara, Good, but wh- what is relevant to us is as follows. What is relevant is the first section of the Gemora. And that is, the Gemora says clearly that he was curious to know what kind of blood is this sizzling, bubbling, right, cooking. So he takes, and they say it was blood from the animals, right, from the Corbonis. They take, he takes cattle, he takes uh, goat and sheep, slaughters it, and wants to identify to see if it matches, and it doesn't match. So the Chizkuni asks himself on this Rashi. Here the Rashi says that the human, the, the, goat, the goat blood, the blood of the goat, the male goat, matches up, right, and resembles the blood of a human being, which would be in our case Yosef. There the Gemara says clearly when he, he slaughtered the animals and wanted to match it up with the blood which was sizzling, it didn't match up. So what's the shot? Not a kasha because it has to be under 20 years old and it has to be a book unmarried and that, that the color of the blood. He's wait, wait. Hmm. It's also bubbling. No, right? it's also good. Babbling. Now, so Kuni says as follows: You have to understand what he slaughtered there were many types. He slaughtered sheep and he slaughtered goats, so it was a mixture of blood. So it wasn't just pure goat blood. So therefore, it didn't match up. Uh, the Divrei David doesn't appreciate the pshat. He says if so, he could have also realized that himself nevuzaradn, uh, etc. Other uh, meforashim want to say uh, that it means lo'idme doesn't mean it didn't resemble it didn't look the same, it didn't match up. Lo'idma means the blood didn't settle. It says like it says altidom you remember that organization in the United States from Bronstein? He had this Russian organization called Altidom. Don't remain silent. Okay, whatever. So Altidom, it's a POSIC, right? Altidom. Don't, it, it didn't remain silent. In other words, he brought the other bloods, and the blood didn't remain silent. That's the meaning of loidmele. This is the pshat of the Be'er Mayim Chaim, the brother of the Maralmi Progenus commentary of Rashi. It says that may be the pshat in the Rashi. And that's actually one of the purushim of the Maram Shif. The Maram Shif in Gittin says that's the meaning, that it didn't settle. It didn't. Uh, the blood was still bubbling and, 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 and etc. So that's the meaning of lo'id mele. Uh, others say, what's the whole issue? You have to understand the blood sitting there was 250 years old. So the whole blood of Zichari that is still bubbling from 250 years ago, is a whole miraculous thing. It's not a natural thing. So how do you expect that such blood should match up with blood which was just so, under normal circumstances, unfortunate circumstances, right? The blood of the goat can match up. But in such a case, it doesn't seem to work at all. So what's going on? So, so therefore, the Meforashim uh, have a problem with this Rashid doyme. If it matches up, if it doesn't match up, they have a problem with the with in Mesechtigitim. The, they go out of their way to try to reconcile the issues. According to the Meforashim, it is reconciled. According to the Meforashim, it still remains, uh, to some degree, problematic. But nevertheless, we go on further. Whatever the case is, according to all the commentaries, right, the Rishonim and the Akronim, your conventional standard uh, approach of most of the mephoreshim here on this Rashi, seem to all ex- to accept that this Gemara basically is, 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 is saying, uh, agrees, so to speak. It uh, agrees, we agree to all of that, that really the blood of the goat is, seems to identify with human blood, right? It, it resembles it. Uh, uh, for instance, there's uh, just one more, to raise one more point, which is a very simple, straightforward pshat, which is found in the Maram Shif, in Gittin, and thereafter also in uh, a response of the Chavasyoyr, Bachrach, you know the old man Bachrach here, yeah, right? So he's, he's a descendant of the Bavusta Bachrach, yeah? In Shuvas Chavasior, he printed the Mekor Rechaim uh, by machan Yerushalayim, which is printed in the last one year. So he understand he he yeah, he, he funded it to, a, to some degree, if I recall correctly. So uh, and also in the that's in Shuvas Chavasior in Simin Chavches and in Simen Lamed, and also in Shuvas Chacham Tzvi in Simen Kuf Nun Vov. So they say a very obvious thing. And they say they bring it to substantiate their point from a gemorrah and yuma daf nun vove They say the simple thing. They say, you know, when you have, what's the case over here? You don't have, the, Yaakov has, receives the tunic of Yosef, which is dipped in the, into the blood, right, of, of the goat. We say then, it's, uh, it's the, go- the blood of the goat resembles human blood. So it, when it Yosef, Yaakov is holding the tunic, it looks like Yosef never was murdered. They say to him, this is Yosef's, so he sees it's bloody, so he, Ah, Nebuch was murdered. And it seems to be Yosef, okay? Everything just matches up. When the Gemara says that it doesn't match up, it's because you have the two types, two blood types in front of you. When you have two types, blood types in front of you, you have goat blood in one... Ones, right on the right and the human blood on the left, right? And then, you see they don't resemble. Do you ever notice the people who deal with schorah with different blood, you know, with different uh, drapes? You know, you have a fine red or a deep red or attentive different, 20, 30 different shades of red or green or whatever, right? So, but if you don't, you know, we don't have them side by side, everything seems to look the same. But if you stop matching them up, you know, you have those, the, the sample, you know, swatches. the swatches, okay, or some of the swatches, you can notice that there is an obvious difference or even not an obvious one. You can see the fine difference, right? Exactly. That's exactly what the mephorisms say that in the case of Nebuchadnezzar we're talking about that, that we're matching them up, right, like the swatches. So, <laughs> Melo, therefore, they don't seem to match up, that's what the Gemara says there. But here he's just getting the tunic of Yaakov, of Yosef, so there it can seem to him that it's, and the Gemara basically says it in the Sikhda Yuma, uh, where the Gemara speaks uh, about the dam ha-par and the dam ha The kohen Godlonium on Yom Kippur had to slaughter a par, a cow, and also slaughter a soyer, a goat, okay, a male goat. Uh, and the rule is the, the halachas were that he had to sprinkle the blood of the power and then sprinkle the blood of the sword. And the order was that he has to first sprinkle the blood of the power and then sprinkle the blood of the sword. And he first sprinkles the blood of the power in the Holy of Holies and then he sprinkles the blood of the sword in the Holy of Holies. Then when he moves out of the Holy of Holies and he goes to the Hechel to the Ko현z there he sprinkles the blood again of the power of the sword and he has to do it in that order. In other words he can't get mixed up. Alright, let's do again the power of the sword. Now, how will he remember what is the power and what is the sword? So look what the Gemara says. The Gemara says there was a way to remember according to the Tanakhama, the first opinion of the Mishnah. Of course, when he put, took this, the golden consecrated vessel which contained the, 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 the blood of the power, it was placed on a specific area uh, on, uh, outside of the Azorah, outside of the Hechel, in the Hechel, right? Outside of the Holy of Holies. Uh, and, and it was a separate place where he placed the blood of the sword. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't go for that. He says it was all in on the one place. But he had a different sign, and the Gemara explains that he didn't actually. They weren't the vessel. Didn't say power. In other words, you could have inscribed, you've written, have written before Yontif for whatever. This is the power, and this is the sword, in order not to get mixed up. The Gemara explains Rabbi Huda doesn't go for that. You don't write on the on the consecrated animal. This is the blood of the cow, and this is the blood of the of the thing, etc. And then the Gemara says, okay. But he should have been the should have been able to, to 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 work out which is the blood of the power and which is the soil. Says the gemara says the gemara says uh, number one because there's more blood of the power than the sower, because the cow has more blood and he has to contain, he has to uh, obtain all of the blood of the power and all of the blood of the sower, so it's heavier. He would know, he would have felt and realized which is power and which is sword, even without having it inscribed and notifying, telling him which is what. Number two, says the gemara. One is red and one is white, says the Gemara. Now, right away, says the Chavishor and the Chacham blood is not white, right, blood is not water, blood is blood, blood is red. What then? The soy blood relative to the par blood, right, so a cow and a goat, so this is a deep red and this is a lighter shade of red, says the Gemara. Why couldn't the Koenig notice it? So the Gemara answers, you know why? The kohen gadol is knocked out. He's always gemuchet. He does all the avodah. The kohen gadol, according to most rishonim, has to do all the avodahs—not just the avodahs specified for Yom Kippur day, but even the avodahs at which is generally done for your on a regular Shabbos and a regular yom tov—he has to do it on Yom Kippur too. The kohen gadol. There are different opinions on rishonim, but most rishonim, the Rama, Paskins, that he does all the avodahs of the day. So the guy, the kohen gadol, is and knocked out. Says the government the kohen gadol," because the kohen gadol is so weak, so he's knocked out, so he doesn't. In other words, you need a little concentra- concentration It's not obvious if it's black and white, you can see the difference, right? But if there's a fine difference, so therefore you have to just concentrate, and his concentration is weaker. To the degree there's another that he poshet forgets. He's so knocked out, he forgets which is the cow's blood deeper red, or is the is the goat's blood deeper red? He's as famished. He's so concentrated in the Havod, et etc., etc. cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Okay. Whatever the case is, basically the Chavesiorist says that you see clearly from the Gemara that when you have the two shades of red in front of you, if... If, if there wouldn't be a problem that the kohen girdle can't concentrate, in other words, if he's normal under a normal state of mind, you can you can definitely d- decipher which one's who, which one's what, just because he's knocked out, he can't, he's weak, so he can't pay attention to it. So that's exactly what the Chazam Chavazir says in relation to the Pshat of the Gemara here too, right? That because the Vuzaradin has both blood types in front of him, so therefore he says they're not identical just like the swatches. Right? in the case of Yeah, yeah, yeah if uh, Yaakov, if Yaakov only has the tunic of okay. Alright, here we come to what the Roger Chauffeur says. And I'm very impressed with what uh, Rabbi Kemeny said. Here we go. Roger Chover says as follows. The Gemara says in the "Daf you test some Says the Gemara. It starts off with the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, the Mishnah says in you test, that there are four. Five types of blood, right which which make a, 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 the woman Anida, right? Menstrual blood which she becomes then anidae, she's also a etc, etc, she has to bring carbonates, whatever the halachas are, right? Five shades of blood, five types of blood, blood types. The thing is that only if there's blood from her body, so then if she sees blood in her menstrual cycle, etc, etc, she's tummy. Five shades, and it's derived five types, it doesn't have to all be red, right? It doesn't all have to be red, but one of them is red. Okay? And the Gemara derives this from Psukim, from its Minatura. Okay? Then the Gemara says, the Mishnah itself says in the what red, what type of red, what shade of red? There's so many shades of red, which makes the woman a leader. Says the, <coughs> the, the Mishnah, dam hako'o. Dam hako'o, of a whack, of an injury. I'm not talking about the husband whacking the wife now. We're talking about dam hako'o. That's what the Mishnah says. Okay? The sadder. So the Gemara queries, you test with base. What does dam Hakor mean? What does that mean? So the first shot is the shade of blood when the sheichet hits with his khalif with his with his uh, with his uh, with, with the shecht knife, with right? the shechting knife, with the khalif yeah, the, with the yeah, not the kitchen Chalif, No, the sakin, the sakin He he hits the the neck of the of the of the animal of the of the of the ox of the ox. So then. That, the first squirt of blood, right? That first sh- sh- amount, that a type of blood which comes squirting out, right? From the hakor, that shade of blood is the real red deep blood which will make the woman a nidah. Because thereafter, as the blood slowly oozes out, so the, the blood, the red, becomes, so to speak, uh, lighter. So therefore, the lighter mm-hmm. bloods are not the, the red, the Mishnah meant. We're not passing, by the way, we're not passing any alohas now. We're just discussing what the Gemara says, okay? So don't, de, don't de, de take any alochas out of what we're, we're saying now. It's just a description of what the Gemara is saying, etc., etc. Okay, good. So, and, and Rashi says, sure, because an axe, the blood of the axe is like the blood of a human, right? The blood of an axe is like the blood of a human. That's what Rashi says. So that's why we say if, that's what the Gemara wants to identify, the Mishnah, when it says that the mm-hmm. blood... Of the woman, which he sees the first moment the blood is, sh- is shed from the animal, that's that type, that's that shade of blood which is deep red. Then there's another pshat that is from a, 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 a living bird. Then there's another pshat, etc. Yeah, about five pshatim in the Gemara. Now, one of the pshatim goes as follows. Says the Gemara, what is the, pshotim, what is the meaning of dam hakot? It means if an individual, let's say, an individual, if one has an injury, on his, gets a cut on his finger, an injury on his finger, and it bleeds, and then it congeals, right? And it has, he has a scab, right? And then it gets again wounded. He again opens, the wound opens up, and blood then starts oozing out all over again. Says the Gemara, that's the, the shade of red we're discussing, which will make the woman a and the Gemara says, but the fellow has to be unmarried, right? Because if he's married, says the Gemara, if he's married, the, the redness of the blood won't be so deep red. And he has to be before the age of 20. Okay, Younger than the age of 20. Younger than the age of 20 and not married. That means if he's married, and even though he hasn't reached 20. Or if he's reached 20, even if he's not married. So that shade of blood is a different shade totally. Okay? That's what the Gemara says there. So that's the way we measure the shade of blood to make the woman a That's the, the dam hakor, the dam of the zets. That's that shade of blood. And the Gemara asks, <laughs> You know what the Gemara says? A push, a tire the What's the Gemara's kasha is? The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, that later on the Mishnah says in the Masech Nida that if a woman finds on her garments or on her body, stains, staining, right, a spotting of, of blood, and she's, it's not coming from her, of course, it's not, she's not enduring whatever, right, so where's it coming from? Says the Gemara that there's enough, you can be toilet, right, you're able, if you're able to, you find some way to link up that the blood is coming from some other way, and not from her own, from internally, from herself, so then the dinner, she's kosher. she's okay, she's not a niddah if it's not during her menstrual period, okay? Uh, as a for instance, okay? Again, no halachas. we're not passing the now. And the Gemara says, what's the for instance? For instance, says the Gemara, if she has an injury, for instance, right? Or if she slept with her child or her husband and they had an injury. And it's such an injury, which they're Now, interestingly, the response, the response, the response, and you're day, a simon, kuf, pavo. Which is brought to our attention by Harav Hillman in his commentary, Ur HaYosher on the Shas who was the father-in-law of, of Herzog of Eretz So he refers us, he is a Boki Otzum and Tshuvah's Chassam Seifer. So on every shtickle gemara we have, he has a Chassam Seifer. He always refers us to. But he brings a Tshuvah's Chassam Seifer, which is a beautiful Tshuvah, because it's query exactly what's the meaning that he's, she's sleeping with her son and her husband, what's their status about their injuries. Anyway, he learns that, talking about they actually have injuries, whatever, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they have scabs and they're itchy, whatever. So she may have slept with them and therefore it's coming from her son or her husband, so therefore, she's okay, she's not a needle. So the says, what's going on? The one who analyzed and makes her a nida when she has that shade of blood, which is only deep red, which then we say that deep red, which is coming from a wound which was congealed, and then the scab removes. The guy is, before he got married, that is younger than 20, right? So only that blood identifies to damn makes the red blood of the needle a uh, tummy. Right? Impure. So, what's going on? So, if, you, if the, the woman was sleeping with her son, that's not a problem. The son isn't married yet. And it could be he's younger than 20, right? He could be a baby, it could be a 10 year old, whatever, right? There's no room house, sleeping in the same bed. So she, and the kid there has an injury, so it could be the mother noticed some staining on her garments or herself. It's coming from the kid, no problem, good. And it looks like a damn either. so we say, no, it's not damn either. it's done of the injury. But what are we saying? Another case is that she's sleeping with her husband, right? The Gemara says the only time the blood of the human being is identical to the dam of the nida is if the fellow is not married. But it's her husband. And the Gemara says if the blood has come from her husband, then it looks like dam nida. And nevertheless, it's, she's to her not me, because it's coming from the husband. But the blood coming from a husband can't be dam nida but It a different shade of blood. If it's her husband. So listen to what the Gemara has to say? The Gemara answers: Well, we meant to say that the shade of blood is identical to human blood, is only before the husband, ha- only after the hu- is only before the husband has marital relations. When I said he can't be married, it means he can have a chupa. He can be engaged with you. Can be engaged with him. Okay, he can engage you. He can even marry you. You're under the chupa together. But last night you had no marital relations. In other words, what changes the shade of the blood in that male is after he has marital relations. That's what will, will change the shade of his blood. But before the fellow has any marital relations, and he's a male, even if he's, if he's, uh, if he's uh, a, a less than 20, or even married, as long as he hasn't yet had marital relations, we say that shade of blood by the human being, by the, by the male, is identical. That's the real deep red blood which makes the woman the need. Okay, Ended. Now, I want to tell you something. You take this Gilmora, and the Rogachovra says, that's what's going on here. And with this, he explains so many givaldic details at the beginning of the parasha, and in the parasha, and in the sequence of the parasha. And he says, that's exactly what's happening here. What's happening? What do they take? He says, there's a major conspiracy going on here. The brothers, remember we mentioned originally the reason they're taking... Now, I want to say it may even be in the context of Rashi. I see Rashi says, the, term, the terminology used by Rashi is that it is doimen. it resembles. It doesn't say it is kimoi. In other words, I would say resemble doesn't have to mean it's identical. Okay, but let's go on further. Let's say it is or it isn't. But one thing's definite. The Roket has a, the, a total opposite take from all the meforashim of Rishonim and Aharonim. And it's v'chon lo'kash of m'sech the roger Chakran learns, based on all these Gemoras, like it's obvious, based on the Gemori in Misekhti right? And based on the Gemori in Misekhti that the shade of blood, which is identical to human blood, is only blood of an ox. But b- blood of a, sh- of a goat is its shade, to the degree the Gemara calls it white. It's much, it's not deep red. Light. Not deep red, okay? Not deep red. So human blood, from a fellow who's never married. You get it? Who's never married and younger than 20. His blood is deep red. Okay? So that is identical to a what? To an ox. But not identical to a goat. You get it? And here we go. Says the roger There's a major conspiracy here. With the sons of Yaakov. How he wants to really muddle up Yosef's life. In the eyes of Yaakov. Yosef's beloved. Who is beloved by Yaakov. In other words, what was going on here in the beginning of the Chumish? The beginning of the parasha speaks how Yaakov makes an exception of Yosef from all the brothers and makes him this special tunic sin as passing. And there's major envy going on about all the brothers. And he has this dream that all going to come bow down to him, etc., etc. The, the brothers were going out of their mind. They couldn't cope with it, right? To the degree that that's why when he ends up meeting up with them, they want to kill him, they want to sell him, they end up selling him, etc., etc. Listen to what they wanted. You have to understand, the relationship of Yaakov and Yosef is like Rashi says, he ben skunim hula. You remember know what Rashi says? Rashi says not just he was born, right, at a later old age, right? Ben skunim, but all his knowledge he passed on to Yosef. He saw Yosef was this extraordinary, he was this special kid. He was this, this charming kid, this really this, this extraordinary child. He wasn't just, in other words, the beloved, but he was really some, something special when saw says, both materially and spiritually. In all, in all senses. Listen to what the brothers are planning. So when it says they found that, some of Arashim say they had no option. That's all they found. That's why they slaughtered the series. Some say they took a series because it's like, the Robert Trevor says as follows: they take a series in deliberately knowing with the knowledge that the blood of a goat is not the same shade like human blood. In other words, only ox blood, blood from a cow, is identical to human blood. For a fellow who was never married, who was younger than twenty, okay. But the fellow who was married, his blood matches up with the blood of a, of a goat. What are they trying to say? They took the blood of a goat, which its shade is lighter, right? And Jesus was How old 17. was Yosef? Seventeen. Listen to this now. Why does the Torah tell us he was seventeen? Why? Why is it relevant? You really different, to... Line, it's a different line. According to the Roger according to the when Torah tells you details, all the details are going to fit in. There's a riddle going on. Eh? Torah wants to tell us something. Now there are a will say the Gemara says is set the Baruch Hashem. Hey that we gain by this, that the terrorist tells us that he was 17, that by the, even the, that he, a person, if a person has a good dream, he should at least give it 22 years. At least up to twi- by 22 years, he'll dream will be fulfilled, because he was 17 at the time, when he dreamed. when he dreamt, when he dreamed, and he, uh, in other words, and then he's 30 years old when he's in front of Paro. okay, and then there's seven years of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, of the good years, and then there's two years of the hunger years, so that's what—that's close to twenty. That's twenty-two years, and that's when he meets up with his father, right? And his father bows down to him. So the Gemara says, "Give it, give it to. Have patience, be patient. So you had a beautiful dream. The dream will definitely come true. Love after tomorrow. What the rabbi used to say: 'Other hand, other morning.' That's all. Twenty-two years. So the Gemara. So it's clear from the Gemara. The Gemara makes an issue of why the Gemara, why the Torah mentions his age. Now the Rambam is his take why the Gemara mentions his age. Now, that you have to understand, he was, a, he was a young boy. He was a teenager. He's only 17. He's also not married, correct? He's not married. Now, his blood is really deep red, right? Deep red. It's identical to what? To a cow and an ox, not a sheep. Now, whose blood is identical to the sheep, to the, to the goat? No. Only someone who was over 20. Or only someone who got married and had marital relations. You get it? That's not married, he was under a choppe. Oh boy. So, this chavre, you know what they did? The brothers, they were big tzaddikim shvatin, but they wanted to fix Yisrael and put him in his, you know, to teach him a lesson. And also, therefore, unfortunately, humiliated Yaakov. They send this, Xenus, this this his tunic, dip it into, dafka deliberately dip it into such a thing, into, into, into goat's blood, right? Slaughter a goat, dip it into goat's blood, send it to the father. The father gets it, and what does he say? He says, this is my son's tunic. Yeah? And he, the first thing he says, look what the first thing, and before she may ask, what's going on there? Firstly, you know, when a chaya gets you, gets somebody, first it's torif Toref, right? First, he rips it apart. He rips the person apart. And then the chaya consumes of you, right? It's the person up. Eh, the order is different, right? It first says, Chaya Roach a wild beast ate him. And then it says, torif torif Yosef. Says the other. Now, you know, Rashi, Rashi right away on the spot says, It was like a sparkle of a Holy Spirit in Yaakov that the Chayyar Roach is alluding to the wife of Peiti Ferah, right? In other words, there's some kind of prophetic uh, image he gets here, eh? a prophetic revival, uh, uh, which he says, Ah, because of this, so it's referring, so he's alluding, alluding to it. Says the rugged chover, there's nothing doing. This is for real. When he has the tunic of Yosef, and he knew his Yosef is 17, and he knew Yosef is not married, and here he gets the shade of blood, and everything seems to prove it's Yosef's blood. So may and It's the first thing that comes to his mind. Not that he was afraid he was actually killed. He was afraid he went off the beaten track. He slept with someone. Because otherwise, how could the blood be that shade? His blood should have been deep red. And if his blood is that shade, that's all Yaakov needs, his beloved son. That's Sadiq. He said that Sadiq. So, so right away, he said, that's, why he, that's what he expressed. The moment he saw that tunic with the shade of blood, he says, He definitely slept with some. And the Rage says, it's a and the, it's interesting. As a goat is not a chayro, you get it? A goat is, 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 is a domesticated animal. It's a vaheimah. But chayro eshes, poitifar is chayro, right? You get it? So that's a chayro, and he brings two gemorrahs, a gemorrah in Brochus and a gemorrah in, 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 in Sanhedrin, where the gemorrah describes, if, if you do things out of, you know, in, not, in a non-kosher way, with these issues, right? And you have relations, illicit relations, the gemorrah describes it, as, as if the ari, the, 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 the lion attacks. So there's a description in the shas, in Baruchas and Sanhedrin, that it's described as a lion. A lion, in other words, the chaya, the beast, the wild beast. Okay, so that's exactly what Jesus is saying. Jacob hey, is saying, chaya lo So sumo yimdik. So what's going on? What's going on? Listen to what's going on. So this is all, this is, this is, uh, this is all pre-planned, pre-meditated by the brothers. Right, and that's exactly says the rugged. Sh- oh, well, go on. I'm, I'm not finishing. And the the, the sequence of the psukim we just follow. So now we appreciate what the Torah says how old he was. We appreciate what the Torah has to highlight what they find, and that is dafka to see Erezim. Why dafka to Bl- uh, put that in? Why dafka Yaakov expresses himself by saying Chayyirachal also, and it continues on to say, look what it says in the sequence. It says. He says, and he says, look, there's a very lengthy description in detail how he speaks, how Yaakov is totally and distraught, and how he's not being consoled. And a, there are many different descriptions in that and in his expressions. And he says, says the Roger you know what that means? Sho'ila, like Rashi says, means the Gehen in hell, right? But he says as follows, says the Roger you know what it means? I'm going to have to. Go down to find some tikkun for him. I'm going to have to save him from this. How can I save him from this? Now, the Gemara says in the Sikhto Saita, that actually, when Ayesha's Poitifah grabs onto his coat, right, and she wants to really have, you know, have a good time with him, so immediately the image, he sees the image of Yaakov, Yosef sees the image of Yaakov, and then and, and, and Yaakov says to him, you should know that eventually your brothers will be inscribed in the Avmeyeph, the Choshen, right? And God forbid, if you're going to end up doing the wrong thing with Asher's Potiphar, you're going to be erased from there. You're not going to be there. So the image of his father, which was shown to him, revealed to him, which he noticed then, so that saved him from not having any illicit relations with the So basically, the Rokhoshavah says, this is what it says, when he is saying this prophecy, I'm going to go down to my son to get him out of hell, so to speak, to get him out of this situation. And that's precisely what, what occurs, that this prophecy is fulfilled, that he, Yosef, sees and Yaakov's image is revealed to him thereafter. That's the definition of these psukim according to that. And, and the Raghachavra goes on and explains as follows. Basically, he says something very heavy. I mean, if, if the Raghachavra wouldn't say it, we wouldn't say it. He says, based on a Gemara in in Chavgimu, basically he says, Yaakov brought on this whole thing. And this was there, this was the conspiracy. This was all behind the minds of the Shvatim. The Shvatim knew what was what their aims and goals were. They wanted Yaakov to get upset and Yaakov should think and express his opinion that so-and-so happened. And they knew how holy their father was. And they were sure that if Yaakov is going to believe that he had illicit relations, even if he didn't, he will end up having illicit relations because he said it. What does Yaakov say? Vayeymer, he says, he explicitly says, he demonstrates and he says, look, when he sees the tunic dipped in the blood, he said it says the Roget you know what the Gemara says in the Dav Samach of Gimel? The Gemara says that there were those women who were brought from, from captivity, and the fellows, the captives, took them, brought them to Nardoho, to the city of Nardo in Bavel, in Babylonia, and wanted to request ransom. Says the father of Shmuel, let's protect them, let's make sure that these women aren't violated. Says Shmuel to his father, hey, now you want to Protect them from being violated. (laughs) What do you think happened to the captivity? They are already violated long ago. Says Shmuel's father to Shmuel, God forbid if they were your daughters, and they would be in the same situation, would you also express yourself this way, the way you're expressing yourself in relation to what I want to do, and protect them from being violated? Says the Gemara, this was Kishgogo Hayitse Milifne Hashalit. This is a quote from Apostle King Kohelis. It says, Because Avodeshwullah was his father, but Avodeshwullah expressed himself unwillingly, not wanting, but rebuked the son in such a harsh manner by saying to him what he said. So this was like a decree, an unwilling decree, which a leader gives out when the leader says a decree, right? not unwanting, not wanting, it has its effect, and there's no way to withdraw it. Forget it. It has its effect. It has the snowball effect, so to speak, and it's, very, it's impossible to withdraw. So says the Gemara, that's what happened. Right there after Nebuchadnezzar, they took Shmuel's daughters to captivity. They ended up being captives in captivity because Avodah Shmuel said it just in a tone of rebuke to his son. Says the Roget Shover, this is all in the mind of the Shvotel. They knew very well if they're going to do all of this to Yaakov, Yaakov is going to get so upset because his spiritual uh, impressions on his son were so important. So right away he'll express himself That's exactly what he said. Chayorah so he said, Oy vey. my son had the relationship. He really didn't, right? Because he said it, so that's what caused the weakness in, in Yosef at Sadiq's soul. And therefore, Potiphar eventually got to him. Luckily, he was revealed, his image, right, was revealed to him and he was saved. But, He's saying this is, that's the whole... So this is a siba of cause. This is the cause which brought the whole thing, which brought Yosef down on a, on a much lower level. And therefore, he, this, cause, this was a snowball effect in many areas. And he quotes a Gemara. The Gemara name Yerushalmi, Perikhes Halacha Beis, which is actually a Halacha in the Shulchan says, if someone is Mozi shemra on someone, and someone it says bad things about people, right? Mozi shemra takes b- b- makes a bad name for somebody. It says the Gemara has a snowball effect, and there's no way you can control it. And even if you try to do tshuva, and you want the fellow to be meichel, you, are Yom Kippur, he doesn't have to, because you could just the immediate people. Maybe you can, you know, you can ask uh, <coughs> forgiveness. But who knows? Who else heard it? And there was no way to withdraw it. The Rambam uses that Gemara and says, a shemra ain't loy mechila olomis. Tr- explains the Roget Shavar, <laughs> when someone says something, you, might shemre, you say something bad about someone, it has an effect forever. That's what the Roget chover touches this olamis Has no forgiveness forever. It always has an effect. There's no way you can put it back, even if you want to, you do Shavar. Right? Because once you said it, it's done. It's effects, and that's the case of Avu, the Shmuel, and Shmuel's daughters. That's the case of Yaakov and the thing. And basically, the Roget goes on and on to explain that's the reason why Yosef was so angry at his brothers. That, just for this reason. Because he, they brought his spiritual level down downgraded his spiritual level and that's why there's all this anger which he expresses eventually when he's a Mitzrayim he expresses all this big time anger towards towards his brothers because he knew very well about this whole conspiracy he caused and Yosef basically was revealed to Yosef it was crystallized to Yosef exactly what was behind the plan and what happened to him and he was downgraded spiritually therefore he expresses this anger as we will go on to learn Amir Hashem, with time uh, okay good night time Hast du doch gesagt? Aber du hast es doch gesagt! das No, I learned it from my boss. Now.